All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Coach's Corner podcast. And I don't know, Rick, if I've had such an overwhelming response in such a short period of time to the amount of questions we got in. But I was like, hey, we got Rick Mulready, who's a Facebook ad and, you know, paid business, uh, business online business strategist. Uh, the amount of emails that were flooding my inbox, and I had to sort through them, and I tried to... Pick out the ones that are going to serve us best on this episode. So if you are looking into paid traffic, this episode is going to be for you. Thanks for uh, taking the time, Rick, to be on the podcast. Absolutely. I'm honored to be here. Thanks so much for having me. So awesome. So awesome. Okay, so I want to do you justice here, Rick. But I, I saw this awesome thing on your uh, on your website. And I'll let you kind of introduce yourself in a sec here. But I saw an awesome thing on your website that I kind of laughed out loud and I really connected with it because... Um, it stood out, so I thought it was great. But you said, if you could have a business card in your pocket, which you don't, they'd say online business strategist and host of the art of paid traffic podcast. I really like that. It really rings true. What do you do, Rick, just, just to kind of explain to the audience? Yeah, so I have really focused for so many years on teaching Facebook and Instagram ads. And that is to online entrepreneurs. So how do I leverage uh, Facebook and Instagram ads to grow my business? And that's what I'm teaching people. And that, because that's exactly how I built my business over the past five and a half years. And what it has really evolved to, <clears throat> and we were talking about this a little bit before we got, before we started recording here, was that Facebook and Instagram ads are just one piece of the puzzle, right? When you start to be able to leverage ads to get leads and sales for your business, well, that opens up a whole other host of challenges that come up in your business, right? Like, how do I not be the only person doing all the things in my business? Or, all right, how do I create a new offer? Or what do I do all, all these people on my email list now? And, and all these different types of things. And that's really what we're focusing on in the business at this point, because I feel like there's a lot of people out there, and I have been guilty of this for several years now as well, is that ads are being taught in a, in a silo, right? In very one-dimensional way. It's just like, all right, we're going to teach you teach you how to do Facebook and Instagram ads, but not teaching the other stuff as well, like I just mentioned, that comes with it once you start to get some traction with it. And so that's really what we're doing in the business, where we're helping online experts like your audience, so they have an expertise in whatever topic that they are coaching on, <clears throat> excuse me, and we're showing them first and foremost how to leverage ads to start growing and scaling their business, and then also coaching them on these other aspects that come up in their business, like how do I grow a team? How do I start to scale my time? How do I start to scale the business? And all those other types of things. And so that's really what we focus on in the business, and that's what I love doing. Cool. So I will just reiterate to everyone listening is if you can, and I know we live in a world of so many things are popping up on our browsers and all over the place, if this is a topic of I'm going to be going in deep, Rick. I hope I don't steal too many of your secrets, but I really hope to dive in deep and get as much as I can out of you for you guys listening. Um, see if you could, like, it's going to be 40 minutes. Grab a notepad and see if you can get one or two actionable things. I'm talking the lowest hanging fruit. You may not want to learn everything we're going to talk about, but one or two things that you're going to go do right away. That's all I ask. That's all I want uh, from everyone listening. Rick, I feel like that's like a normal evolution um, like even back in training when I first started, I, I was a personal trainer a long time ago. That's how I got into coaching. You're, you're like, okay, I'm going to teach this. But as you work with clients, you start realizing, wait, there's way more to this. And it starts, you know, you can teach all these different aspects. So like we were talking, you even started teaching the mindset stuff, 
yeah. copywriting and all these other mm-hmm. things. And these are some of the questions I actually have that to make an ad work, because like you said, what I find is here's how you run a Facebook ad. I'll take you into the ad manager. Here's how you do it. Click here, run this, and here's the audience and do it. Mm-hmm. And people try it once or twice or three times and it doesn't work when yeah. they're not looking at it holistically, I guess, if, if that's a good word for it, but they're not looking at the, the overall approach. Yeah. So I'm happy you're confirming that because that was literally one of my first questions. What what got you into the Facebook, Instagram business? What was your first hit of like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I really like this. A lot of people don't like this stuff. It's like uh, they have to do it um, mm-hmm. until they make the connection with mastering paid traffic or getting your message in front of more people grows your business. Until yeah. that connection is made, it kind of seems like a chore. What got you yeah. into it or what? Um, so before I answer that, I, and we'll come back to this after, but use the word host, holistic. That's exactly the word that I use. It's a, oh, cool. You have to have a holistic understanding to be able to, and we'll talk about this more later, but to get your ads to work, right? Most people are looking at it like just like you just said is I, I press this button and then this button and this button and, and then like, okay, cool, I'm running ads. Like, Amazing. well, you are, but you're not setting yourself up for success. So we'll Amazing. come back to that. I love that. I love um, that. So I've been doing this for, I've been in the online marketing space for 19, almost 20 years now. <laughs> I, uh, whenever I say that out loud, I start, I laugh because it just, it's been a long time. Aging yourself, okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, I started at AOL back in the, what I, what I call the wild west days of the internet when you know, the, the disks were still being sent out and that annoying sound connecting to the internet was still prevalent. Um, and I, I ran and I worked, I started out in the advertising operations team, which is basically the team that implements all the online advertising deals that the sales team was selling. And then sort of progressed that team and I was running half the team uh, with, an, with another person. And then after five years got laid off then I, I moved out here to the West Coast and spent a couple of years at Yahoo, and I started, you know, account management. Then I get into sales, and then I spent several years in sales and selling online advertising. Cool. And so I share this because I was doing all forms of online advertising, from branded entertainment at Funny or Die to, you know, to banner advertising, to search advertising, to um, video. You name it, I was doing it. But then in 2010, I started to get the itch about, you know what? There's something more out there for me as far as building my business and doing something bigger than what I've been used to for so many years. And I started to see what Facebook was doing. You know, this is nine and a half years ago. I started to see what Facebook was doing in helping businesses grow their communities and be able to communicate with their target audiences. And, you know, this is back when, like, you could build your your Facebook page and you could put a message, you know, post on your page and everybody would see it. Yeah. And so the, also the ability to advertise, right, even nine and a half years ago, um, was still really cool. And so I naturally kind of gravitated towards the advertising side of Facebook because I thought, number one, is this could be my way out of corporate, meaning like I could start you know, a, a business here and then evolve to, um, to build a business for myself and leave and do my own thing. And the other thing too, like the reason I gravitated towards the advertising side is because that was my background. Like I'd spent at that point uh, 10 years in the space and I just absolutely loved it. I just loved the, I loved the whole ability for a person, brand, company, whatever it might be to get their message strategically in front of their target audience and try to help them in some way. And so that's when I dove in at, in 2010. I started teaching myself Facebook ads, 
Instagram wasn't around back then, but then obviously Instagram evolved and, and uh, became an amazing opportunity. But I just, I love the stuff. I love like breaking down, you know, how do we efficiently and effectively get our message in front of our target audience um, in, a, in a paid way? And the cool thing is, 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 as you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money in order to get in front of and get our ads to be working on Facebook and Instagram. And it's how I built my business. You know, cool. like I sort of flipped the model on its head where I started out with ads because that's what I knew. And I created a program in two, uh, January of 20, 2014. I use ads to get to a webinar. And then I sold that program on the webinar prior to even creating the creating the course, and I was off to the races. I love that. And, I love and that. Uh, so I, I, the whole foundation of the business has been built on advertising. And of course, we've evolved to the podcast and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean, the, the foundation's been built on Facebook and Instagram ads. I love that. You hear there's two questions that are going to branch out of that. And before I get into them, you hear, I can relate because I started my business on a necessity while traveling in Central America, and I was going to fly back to Canada where I live. Um, and I wanted a client base for my personal training business I was going to start. So I was like, literally, how can I start selling my personal training before I even get to Nanaimo? I moved to Nanaimo. Long story. It doesn't really matter. But um, I was like, well, I'm going to start running Facebook ads to a really simple free session sign up and promote new trainer coming to Nanaimo. And I literally built the business within a few months by doing that. So I fell in love with paid traffic early on. And I hear people say it both ways. One is you know, organically share your message, dial in your message, dial in your communication, which I, I understand because if you can't communicate on video and you're trying to do video ads, you might, you know, and you're mm -hmm. really weird and awkward. So I understand, you know, organically but getting better at communicating. But at the same time, uh, I think if you have a basic skill set, you can make Facebook ads work for you early on. Would that be mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, I mean, I would even say if you want to get, if you're still trying to hone your message, yeah. In my book, there's no faster way to do that yeah. than with with than with paid advertising. And that. again, you, we're not talking about spending thousands of dollars. I mean, you get your like the the message that you're going out of the gates with, if you will, you can get that in front of your target audience on Facebook and Instagram, and test it. I love that. Right? Is it is it resonating? Yes or no? You're like you're going to know very quickly. Hundred percent. As opposed to if I'm like if I'm going to keep writing these blog posts week after week and I really don't have an audience, well, that, that process or, or doing a video and posting it on Facebook with no paid strategy behind it, that's going to take you a lot longer to get the feedback on that message. 100%. I'm not saying don't, don't write a blog post. I'm not saying don't do video, but if you want to expedite and get to the, to the real heart of are people resonating with this message, like put, put it in front of them. Exactly. Put a, put a few dollars behind it, get it in front of your target audience, and they're going to tell you. I love that. I don't want to, this is not meant to challenge you, but it's a question that I think is, is important to ask and why I ask it. And I, you, you mentioned the golden years or the cowboy days or the wild west of when to grow business. And I wish I lived in that time because, you know, you, you post a few videos on YouTube. You could drive traffic. I don't want to say easier, but I, I think that's fair to say, like back sure. in the day, yeah. right? Is that fair? Cool. And so then what I watched is a lot of people build courses around that, like start a YouTube channel, grow a YouTube channel, drive traffic. And I, I'm not saying it doesn't work because I, I see people doing it, but would it be fair to say that it's more difficult to get the attention and convert it into, we could call it traffic, um, 
Is it is, is the game different than it was back in the Cowboy days? Well, for sure, yeah. because there's so much more competition. You know, the market has been flooded with people trying to do it. Uh, everyone thinks it's easy, right? So yep. they, you know, do their own thing and and they don't do things with a lot with a lot of integrity, which ruins yes. you know, things for other people who are trying to do things with integrity. So absolutely, I think it's much different now than it was then. But it's but the at the same time, it's for those of us who are in this for the long haul and in you know in building a sustainable business to have you know a big impact for the long term we are the ones who are going to win right it's it's the we're going to figure it out right yeah. when you know everyone everyone like one of the biggest questions i get is like well isn't isn't aren't the costs going up on facebook well yes they have been going up for years now right yeah. but it's still that in instagram you know are the they're most the most cost effective and efficient platforms to be advertising your business on online right is that could that change in a year of course like you know whatever the next thing you know whatever next thing that that comes along is and so but we as you know as long term we're in in, in this for the long haul and in looking to create the biggest impact that we can for our audience we're looking for ways to leverage instagram looking for ways to leverage facebook stories or youtube videos or what have you for the long term and we're going to figure it out i love that uh, there's a very common theme to every single guest. I'm not making this up. Says some form of a long game, long term vision, big picture, the 10 year, the 20 year, the 50 year vision, uh, and it's something that I had to. Like I started my business when I was 23. I wanted things quick, and just through sheer getting beat up over and over, I realized always a long term game. Uh, yeah. So it's a common theme. I see a lot of people who are new get into this game and. They want it quick, and I'm, I'm excited to chat about some of the strategies so maybe we can jumpstart things and make things happen quicker, but at the end of the sure. day, I think having that long-term vision is is key. Like, things change. Things go down. It's what's going to keep you getting getting up every day, right? When yep. things are not going the way that you want them to go, when things are, you know, oh, this, you know, this promotion didn't go as well, or I got these crappy comments from people, or what have you. Probably going to happen a lot. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah. and if you're not getting them, you're not doing you're not doing yeah. you're not putting yourself out there enough, right? That's right. I love that. And it, it's it's what it's the those days when being really clear on what your vision is is what's gonna keep you moving forward. I love that. And and I know everyone's itching to get into these strategies and all these the mistakes and how to start and the copywriting, but before we do, there's one more thing I wanted to touch on mm -hmm. and you mentioned it. You said I believe you use the word passion or I love, you use both words. You said, I love this and I have a passion for it. Mm -hmm. How important do you believe that is because it's a long-term game and I see so many mm -hmm. people get into it and in two months it doesn't work and they're looking for the next thing. You've been in this, you know, you mentioned I think 20 years or so and you've been doing this for five, six years. Mm -hmm. um, things go, do, do you make mistakes or do things You've been through some difficult situations, oh God, yeah. times, and doubt, yeah. and you probably still do to this day, totally. without the love and passion for it, to start mm -hmm. the art of paid traffic, and even that little yeah. cool box with the branding, and all the stuff that you do, you get excited about it. Totally. How important is that, and what do you see happens to people who, who don't have that? Well, yeah, I mean, you all, we're, we all have good days and bad days, quote unquote, and we all go through periods where things are not going as well as we want. Or, you know, like, are we screwed this up? Like, oh man, I, I wish I didn't make that decision. Or, oh, I wish I'd thought of that. You know, I didn't even think about that. 
and here that's you know, you know, come back to bite me. But th- we all go through that. And and I, the the thing that I see so much, and you kind of alluded to this before we got recording here, is that I see so much that people that have online businesses that people look up to, they're only sharing the above the water mm-hmm. stuff, right? Like the whole iceberg metaphor. They're not sharing what's going on below the water that no one's seeing. I think we're all when, guilty of it at times, though. Totally, yeah. totally. And I, I think you have to talk about those things that are not, yeah. that, that the people don't necessarily see on a, on a normal basis because when you do, you know, the, the, the thought is, and I've, I've gone through this myself, is like, oh, if I share such and such, then people are not going to want to learn from me or whatever it might be or buy from me. Yeah. When in fact, it's the opposite. You know, it's the, oh, like you become that much more relatable. Like, oh, so-and-so's going through this. Oh, man, I experienced that you know, just last week in the business and I was ready to give up or something like that. Yeah. And so I don't even remember what your original question was. No, like, you're right oh, on the money. You, oh, do you have to have the passion? You know, I think that, I think you do need, a, like, you know, I think you do need a passion to want to create something that is going to work for you, right? Everybody has a, their own, their own reasons for wanting to create their online business. And that, could be something as simple as, look, I want to do something that so that I'm not in corporate anymore and I want to create my own hours and, and you know, I don't like to answer to people and so I want to do my own thing and I want to help people in my own way. Like, okay, cool. That's awesome. Like that is, in my book, that's enough, right? And then other people are combining that with, I want to help people. I have this expertise, you know, I have this, you know, this, um, this amazing knowledge of how to transform somebody's body, for example, like you're talking about earlier, like you used to do. And like, I want to help people, you know, like I want to change their life from a health, health perspective. Cool. How do I, how do I do that at scale? You know, and it's, it's that type of thing that if you, that I think if you don't have that, it's going to be a long road because like you're talking about before, a lot of people are looking for those quick wins. And I don't mean that from the perspective of like, I want a quick win because I know, and, 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 and I know that this is a long the long game, I'm playing the long game. Mm-hmm. People want like overnight success, mm-hmm. right? They don't, mm-hmm. they don't think about like, oh, he's been at it for almost six years now or what have you, 100%. you know, it's, it's, they don't, they just want it quickly 100%. and are not playing that long game. So you do have to have a, com- have a, have a combination of all those things we're talking about. I could, I could have this conversation keep going on and I'm so huge <laughs> on personal development because my level of personal development directly relates how big the team, how efficiently we run. Every aspect of my business started increasing when I was like, wait, I better work on me. So to everyone yeah. listening, I'm always like, find the books that resonate with you. Do the work. Do the inner work. And I, I know you probably talk about that a lot with your clients. I'm it's going, all inner work. It's all inner work. Huge. Huge. It's right? like you could, you, could, you could know everything you, you can about Facebook and Instagram ads and writing copy and all this other stuff. But if you don't have – if you're not doing the inner work and you're not – working on yourself on a continuous basis it's the foundation of everything and you you are only going to go so far 100 so maybe to put a button on the personal development do you have one or two books that are on your bookshelf or that you're like wow these were yeah you've got many uh but one or two books that like stand out that maybe someone listening who's like oh i'd like a i'd like some a a recommendation from rick on a book on the inner work you got one or two things you're putting me on the spot i know i know um, There's so many out there too. While, yeah, while I look at my, okay, um, so yeah, I've just looked through my my bookcase here, and it's taken me a little bit to uh, 
to figure out, but because there's so many books that have, that have had major influence on me. So I'm holding one in my hand right now. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, How to Lose Your Mind and Create a New One. And it's by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And it's, I'm, I'm very much into the whole law of attraction and all that type of stuff. And this is not about that, but it has a lot of the same principles of that. And he just talks about how your brain is wired and uh, like the first quarter of the book is pretty like he gets into like the science of a lot of stuff. But if you can get past that, he starts talking about how how your brain is wired and how after doing something, for, you know, habitually for so long, you, your brain is wired in that way. So in order to change it, you have to do other things. And so he breaks that whole thing down. Amazing book. I have like looking at it right now and I have like three quarters of the book that's dog eared. All right. Um, and, uh, and so, so that one, and then another one that is a lot more mainstream, uh, is the one thing. And that's just, mm, you know, yes. how do we, how do we, how do we do, how do we, how do we do less, but yet have a, you know, be able to grow the business and, and scale while doing less. And 80, 20. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. So one thing is awesome. Well, if you're looking for a book and you want to take, um, Rick's recommendation, uh, how to lose your mind and create a new one. I guess that's the subheadline. What's the actual title? Yeah, it's the, the actual title is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And it's Dr. Joe Dispenza. Right after this, I'm going to get one for myself for my flight down to Cali. Okay, a little bit more into the linear stuff. And I had a really hard time going through these questions because a lot of them, I don't want to bore you with them. And some of them are basic. So what I'm going to do is I'm okay. going to ask her to get one or two episodes that you have on your podcast that can hit some of the fundamentals, but here's, here's the flow I kind of want to go through. And maybe the first thing is like, is there anything that you definitely want to avoid? If you're setting up, let's say your first, and I'm trying to put it in context of maybe your first, or you got a few hundred people on your list, but you're looking to start jumpstarting that and maybe mm -hmm. get 10, 20, 30, depending on your budget per day and start building, um, you know, a, a bit of warm leads or hot leads on your email list. What's mm -hmm. a few things to definitely avoid is it is that simple to answer i'm sure there's a lot but totally yeah the, the first thing i see <clears throat> excuse me is the mistake i see people making is that they just jump right into ads they're like oh i'm just going to jump in i want to i want to grow my email list okay cool but then they just go from there where they don't take the time to understand their target audience who do they truly want to attract in their business and you know, using that word holistic that we talked about before, how do we holistically understand our target audience, right? And what I mean by that is, let's just say I'm in the yoga niche and I want to attract you know, women who are interested in yoga. And my guess is they're gonna be <clears throat> between like, I don't know, 25 and 55 or 35 to 55 who have an interest in yoga. Yes, that's where most people stop though. Well, we have to think about what kind of brands do they do they do they purchase? Where do they shop? Um, what are their hobbies? Um, what types of publications do they read? Do they go to conferences? Um, do they watch certain TV shows? Like all that type of stuff. Most people don't do that work. So likely, women who have an interest in yoga probably have an interest in like Lululemon, the brand, or maybe they shop at Whole Foods, or they read Yoga Journal magazine. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like painting that holistic picture of our target audience. So that's a big mistake that I see people make. So don't think you have the, you know, 10 out of 10 understanding of your target audience because most people don't. 
when we dive into it. And is that is it, there a is there a uh, is there a second part of that of like the more targeted and the more razor sharp you can get, the less competition depending on how you target. Is there truth in that or? Well, I mean, Facebook. I mean, it all depends on what type of targeting we're doing. So, we're, if we're talking target target ugh, talking about targeting <laughs> a local audience, then you know it is what it is, right? We want to get as specific as we can from a geographic standpoint, right? Um, and so, if I'm targeting, let's uh, local area in Vancouver. Now, Vancouver is a big metro area, right? But um, compared to like LA, it's a lot smaller. Sure. But but even still, if I if I'm in you know, if I'm in the if I'm in the yoga niche and I'm, and I'm targeting Vancouver, well, I probably want to. I would say the first thing I'm going to test is the Vancouver area, that you know, women between that age range who have an interest in yoga, and then I would see how that does, and I can I can go out from there. But the reason that we start there and that most people don't do that is you got to understand your target audience so that you can help them with their challenges, right. help them with their pain points, and then. Then once you understand that, then you can put whatever kind of lead magnet in front of them to start to build your list in this example here, right? But most people don't do this work up front. And that is a huge reason why their ads don't do well out of the out of the you know out cool. of the gates here. So basically so, apologize, go uh, ahead. No, I was gonna say so like so don't do this. Don't don't just jump in without yeah. doing this work up front. Do the work. So that's the one big note I took is don't be lazy. Do the work. Absolutely. Dive in deep. Spend an extra day or two. Uh, get to the heart of it. Like have fun with it. Yep. Change your relationship with the work and make it know that it's going to pay back. Um, it's going to be worth it. Hundred percent. Because once you do that work, then it, it it dictates what your strategy is. Right. Like what I want to grow my email list. Okay. Cool. That's a clear strategy. So that I can whatever market to them a product or service or whatever yeah. coaching. Um, I can understand their target. I can understand their their problems, their challenges, their pain points, Absolutely. so that I can help them with that. And and that's going to dictate my images or video or it just it's the work that most people don't want to do prior to running their campaigns. And that always opens up. I try to change that of when people are zig and zag, when people are zig and zig, when people are doing all over here and being lazy. There's such an amazing opportunity. If you can just add an extra few percent of effort. It's yeah. so easy to outwork almost everyone right now because people 100%. aren't putting in the work. So I'm like, yep. just put in a little extra effort. You'll do fine. Um, any more? So that's a huge one. I love that. Anything else? Definitely avoid or definitely don't do. Um, Maybe more technical aspects because I know people are wondering it. They're like, okay, what about when I'm actually uh, doing it? And I mean, I could, I could help you out with some questions I have coming up like... Um, you know, a lot of the questions that were asked were like, do I go straight to a webinar? I know I used to. The cost mm -hmm. got so ridiculous that we go lead magnet warm to webinar. It's, it mm -hmm. has worked better for me and us. Yeah. Is that a strategy that, you know? I think, that's, I think that's great. But the key there is that you tested webinar before, figured out what your cost was and how it converted, and now you do this, right? right? Most people want the magic pill. They want right. the magic answer. And so they're like, oh, just tell me what to do. Well, I would, I would tell them exactly what you just did. Is like, you got to test one, see how it works for you, and then if you're happy with that, do more of it. If you're not happy with it, test another strategy. What do people just, usually say when you say test? Because I usually get eyes like for anything online, split test this. They're kind of like, ah. Oh. Um, and I, I never want it to be a cop out answer of why isn't this working? Well, test. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm guilty of like, maybe making it a cop out answer. 
But do you get like people being like, well, like what does what do you want me to test? Um, well, I mean, yeah, they don't love they don't love that answer because that's the truth, yeah. right? Like everything we're doing, especially from an online marketing advertising perspective, this is about testing. Yeah, you know, and it's the people who are willing to test. We talked about mindset earlier, and it being the key and the foundation here. This is part of that of that mindset. If you are not willing to put the work in to test things out, you are not going to win the long game. It's and it's the people who we talked earlier about, like, oh, I tried this out for two weeks or three weeks, it didn't work, I'm I'm done. This like, you know, Facebook sucks or whatever. Well, <laughs> maybe, but you probably yeah. didn't test you know different things. And I'm not, again, what what I'm not saying here is you have to test 16 different things and spend thousands of dollars to do it. Maybe that one image that you tested didn't resonate with your target audience because you didn't do the research on your target audience, that sort of thing. And so, yeah, people don't love the answer, but it's like people who are asking me, like they, they, they know they're gonna get that answer. Yeah, like right. You got to be willing to test. Of course. So that kind of brings me into, and you may, you may, this is probably a lot more complicated answer than maybe we can cover in 30 minutes, but we'll see what comes from it. Um, obviously, we've got. I'm trying to simplify here, but we've got our targeting as a um, what we're looking for as a variable. We got targeting. Mm -hmm. We got our creative. We got our headline. We mm -hmm. pretty much on almost every platform. We got some form of ad copy, um, and maybe I'll just remove budgets. So we got four main things. Would you see those are the four main things that you can test or to look at when you're testing? Kind of the four variables. And why I'm bringing this up is I was taught ads in like a quadrant. You got four quadrants. Um, and we would rotate when I was early on learning this stuff. We would rotate an image four times till we found a winner. We would rotate a headline. We'd rotate the targeting, and we'd mm -hmm. finally find the one that won. I still use that to this day, although mm -hmm. I've been doing that for five years. I'm sure there's yep. better ways that you do it. Um, so when you do say test, I'm sure people say, well, what should I test? Yeah. How, and I know you can probably look at some of the data behind the scenes and click-throughs and are people even clicking on it and what's your conversion rate on your landing page. And we can get really complicated, but... To try to simplify, someone's running their first ad, they're mm -hmm. looking at an ad that's not working, and they're kind of, they pulled some data, but they're not sure what to do, and they don't yeah. have $100 to test 18 things at once. Sure. What's usually the lowest hanging fruit or the common denominator? Yeah. What would you do first? I know it's general because you don't have an actual case study sure. in front of you, but. But, but. but you do need to use the data to make yeah. that decision, right, on what to test. So, for example, if people are clicking on, let's just say you have like a 2% click-through rate on your ad, which is really good, but you have a 15% conversion rate on your landing page, good. meaning only 15% of the people who are landing on your opt-in page are actually opting in. Well, that's low, right? So I would start there right. because you want to let the data dictate what you're going to do to change things up and to try something new. And so if that is the case, then all of my leading indicators on the ads are pretty good. Oh shoot, my conversion rate on my opt-in page is not very good, or my webinar registration page isn't very good. Then I want to focus there first, right? Like, oh, I probably need to improve the consistency between the ad and the landing page. <clears throat> What's and, one of the, sorry, yeah. go ahead. What's one of the no, biggest? Just, no, I'm just gonna say, like, and, and then just using that, like, okay, if, my, if I have like a 0.3 click-through rate, yeah. Well, it, no one's clicking on my ad, so I want to start with like, all right, I, I either I'm not attracting the right audience or my messaging is off. And usually it's the messaging, right, that's off because 
we can get pretty good you know, with our targeting once we have that understanding. But you know, our something, you know, our messaging isn't resonating with the with with our audience. And so, I would I usually start I usually suggest people who are just starting out start with the image because if they're if they're running an image ad because that's the first thing that's going to catch your attention in the newsfeed, right? Whether that's on Facebook or Instagram. And so. Is that something that we can test? Okay, let's test a different image. Awesome. And, and then probably from there, I'm looking at, you know, again, I'm kind of going in, in size of what is going to attract people's attention. And then I'm looking at probably the headline and the copy really close second on that one there. Great. Um, again, it, we're using the data to Great. dictate what we're going to test out. And you'd say click-through rate. Um, I know that's the number I look at the most. Um, would that be like the leading indicator that you're like, what's your click-through rate on your ad? And if it's low, we can start looking at what to switch up within the ad. What's what's maybe two or three other data points that you yeah. put into your custom um, sure. little toolkit so you can look at? Yeah. Well, if my if my objective is conversions, then I'm looking the first and foremost. I'm looking at what's my cost per conversion. Right. Right. So, and if you're just starting out you're probably not gonna know like what a quote unquote good cost per conversion is for your for your business, for your campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why you need to kind of continue running running some ads to try to figure that out. Mm-hmm. But let's just say you're used to getting, I don't know, $5 cost per conversion and all of a sudden you start a new campaign and you're at like $17. And you're at $17 for like, let's just say a week. Well, something's going on there, right? Mm-hmm. So. That's that's the first red flag that's going. I'm gonna look at that and say, okay, something's going on, and then from there, I'm gonna look at my what is my my what is my conversion rate on the landing page, and then and then from there, what is my my, my click through rate, because I'm, again, I'm using the data. I know it sounds like a broken record here. I'm using the nope. data to di- to dictate what I'm going to do and how I'm gonna how I'm going to uh, treat the ads and and the, t- the different types of things I can I can levers I can pull. I'm, I'm huge on that. I try to always create analogies and the women are always like, well, I don't understand what you mean, but I, I look at a carburetor and you've got a lot of different ways to adjust a carburetor. And if you've got a V8 with dual carbs, now you've got even more. And instead of trying to switch all the dials and change all the dials and not mark down what your last thing was, set them to a stock setting, run the engine, run a few laps around the track and make small tweaks, run it again, look at the data. Because if you start changing everything, you just... You don't know what you did, what you changed. So I love that. And again, people, I don't think like that answer because it's work and it's, it's work. It's, it's a lot of work, yeah. yep. which yep. is why they get guys like you to, you know, or agencies to run their stuff for them eventually, which we'll talk about um, coming up here. If someone needs a little help with their Facebook ads, what is, and this is, I'm, I'm trying to be, we'll see if we can come up with the most honest answer because I'm asked this all the time and I'm sure you are too. What's a good starting budget? And when is it not even worth running ads? Like your effort is probably best put somewhere else if you're not willing to commit to that budget mm-hmm. over the long run. So what are you willing to, people see it as a loss. I, I guess you would probably say you're buying data with your first few campaigns and stuff, but unless, unless you get lucky off the bat, I don't like the word luck, but yeah, you get it. Um, what's a good starting budget realistically to, you know, you're not gonna make millions of dollars, but to make a sale or two or start building some momentum in your campaign uh, mm-hmm. where people are like, oh, I, I, I now know you, I'm aware of you, I'm starting to like you, and I may or may not buy from you. Some kind of momentum like that. Sure. It, again, it all depends on what the strategy is, right? Are we sending people to a webinar? Are we sending people to 
an opt-in to build our email list so that we can turn around and market to them via email. It really depends on a lot of different a lot of different things. So I'll give you the I'll give you the quick answer, like the more general answer, and then a more specific answer that's very tangible. Okay. So I would say if you're just starting out, I mean you really the 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 days of honestly I think the days of five dollars a day on a conversions campaign are are gone. You're getting one yes, lead. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, can you be successful on that? For sure. I mean, there's certainly outliers. Um, if you're, you really do need, do need to be more in that 10, at, again, on the bottom here, like we're talking just starting out 10 to $20 a day range. So what's that between 300 and $600 a, a month, roughly, roughly. So that's like the high level, very kind of generic answer about as far as getting out of the gates. I love that. What you have to th remember and think about, though, is Facebook's algorithm, which is the, let's, how do I simplify this? The technology that's that's working in the background of our ads from like a delivery system standpoint. When we're doing conversions, and when I say conversions, meaning that's the objective of our campaign. We tell Facebook that we want conversions, and that means we want people to click on our ad go to our landing page and then opt in, register, purchase an inexpensive product, that sort of thing. And so when we're doing that, Facebook wants to see at least somewhere in that range of 35 to 50 conversions per week. So per seven days. And so let's keep it super simple. Let's just say we're getting, um, you know, we just do the math. Right, we right. work backwards, okay? Five, All right. Yeah, exactly, like, okay, if, if I'm spending $5 a lead and I need to get 50 leads in a seven-day period, all right, well, there's $250 right. a, a week, you know, because we're just working backwards. And there. Facebook is looking at that, is that, I'm getting greedy here just for my own data here, but is that campaign level or is that ad set level or is that ad level or is Facebook looking that is at? That ad set level. Ad set level, they're looking for yep. those kind of conversions to to help you out with their algorithms, at least from all your testing that you've done, you see it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And, that, and, and, and that may change here again, we're getting a little technical here, but yeah. that may change come September when campaign budget optimization, um, comes out. I still think that the, that the, uh, minimum number of, you know, of, uh, conversions that the pixel needs is going to be at the ad set level, cool. even when things are at, you know, when, even when we're setting the budget at the campaign level. And if you're listening to this, you're like, okay, well, ad set, ad, I, I'm sure that you have, Rick, some podcast episodes, and I'll bug you about it later. Of totally. like, okay, to set up an ad, you've got campaign, you've got objective, yep. that's step one, pick your mm -hmm. creative, your targeting, and then do your ad with the creatives and copy. So I'll post that below. If, you, if this is way over your head, um, and you're getting overwhelmed by this, don't, because it, it is really simple at a basic level. So I'll make sure that below this episode, I'll have one or two links uh, to something in-depth from um, from either your podcast or some kind of training. I'm sure you've got amazing oh. freebies out there. So if it's above your head or a little bit overwhelming, don't stress out. When is, and you've kind of already answered this, but this was a question that I got this quite a bit here today, so I'm going to ask it again, is when is it a good time? When When are you a little bit premature or when is it like, when do you tell someone, hold up just a few more weeks, you know, dial this in or maybe get this set up. And let's say for granted that they've got some basic form of a funnel, even if it's a simple opt-in and a thank you page and a basic email, and they mm -hmm. kind of have those basics set up. Mm -hmm. When would you tell someone, okay, slow down, let's, um, let's dial in some more basic or fundamentals or 
I'm kind of answering the question with do the work on the fundamental stuff, but what would you say? Yeah, yeah, I mean, if they haven't done the work, I would say slow down. Um, you know, going back to that audience, you know, having that holistic understanding about the audience, having, knowing their pain points, which is going to dictate what kind of offer that we can put in front of them. And when I say offer, I mean both from a lead magnet perspective, like, all right, what am I gonna use to attract my audience onto my email list? And then also, what can I offer them from a paid perspective? And maybe, whether that's a coaching session or what, or a course or whatever it is. If you haven't done that work, hold up. Like, cool. do that work first. Good. For the other stuff, I would say, yeah, if you haven't, if you, if you haven't set up that, you need a landing page, right? You need somewhere to send the traffic to, and you need to have that offer on the landing page and a thank you page and at least some form of follow-up after that, right? Some way to, de to deliver whatever it is that you were promising then. Um, you can start there, right? But really, you do want a clear strategy of like, okay, once someone does that, what am I going to do with them? Like, where am I going to lead them? What's the customer journey look like? Because I'm spending money on ads here. How right. am I going to make this money back at some point? And a lot of people don't have that clarity when they're getting going. Great. Great. You mentioned um, copywriting a few times. And me, if anyone knows me or listening and you guys know me, I'm like a copywriting freak. Is it, That's all I study. Uh, if it wasn't for me learning copywriting early on, I'm talking in life. It's not just written word. I'm talking persuasion, how to sell, how to, how to sure. talk to someone, uh, which is, well, yeah, anyway. So how important is at least a basic understanding of even simple formulas? And I'm sure you teach this, but simple formulas of copywriting of catching someone's attention and and showing interest and getting the desire and and you know yep. a call to action basic simple formulas uh how important is it to the success of your ads it's probably sounds like a silly question but for everyone listening how important is now, it now 100% because everybody wants to know how to write better copy and one of the fastest and easiest things that you can do to improve your copy is talk to your ideal audience Talk to your ideal customers. If you have customers, talk to them. If you don't have paying customers yet, where can you go to find the conversations that are going on with your target customers? Facebook groups, first and foremost, are the easiest thing you can go do. Type in on Facebook whatever your, whatever your niche is that you're serving, that your customers yeah. are hanging out, your ideal customers are hanging out, or your ideal audience, and go listen to their conversations. What, what language are they using? What pain points are they talking about? What challenges are they talking about? What, why is it important for them to overcome that stuff? That's the copy, yeah. right? That's the, you know, one of the biggest mistakes I, I made in my business was I, w I waited a year and a half to have conversations with my quote unquote ideal mm -hmm. customers. And I'll never forget that. I was sitting in a, in a Starbucks in uh, North County, um, San Diego here. And I hopped on, the, on Skype with like five of my ideal customers. Mm. And I, I remember hanging up and I was like, oh my, like what took me so long to do that? I mean, I learned all those things I was just thinking about in addition to why did they buy from me? What are they getting out of the program? This and that. And just that is your copy Perfect. right there. I love that. Everyone's always trying to avoid the, uh, what I get a lot of is they don't want to do the sales call. They want to go straight to an order yeah. form and try to do that. And I'm like, even if your product is in this, this can be taken both ways. Some people won't agree, but if your product is even 297, like at least for the first 10 people, get into a conversation, you will learn, even if they say no, it's a good thing. Like figure out why they said no and put that into your copy, solve that problem before they even talk to you. 
and you will get to a winning funnel, although I almost hate that word nowadays, much quicker than trying to guess. Totally. And it's for people who have small email lists. It's yeah. much easier for people with small email lists to like send an email to the list and say, hey, I'd love to chat with 10 of you. Here's totally. my calendar. Love to schedule 15-minute calls with, with 10 people. Hop on the phone and chat through. Like, totally. You know, people with larger, with larger um, you know, email lists not going to be able to do that as effectively, I think, as people totally. with smaller lists. Totally. Rick, I want to be really respectful of your time. You've got, you've got another 10 minutes? Uh, i got about five minutes. Five minutes. Awesome. So yep. I'm going to make this really quick here. I'm going to be a little sure. vulnerable at the same time. But one of the biggest mistakes I made was this is five, six years ago, funnel hacking or trying mm -hmm. to reverse engineer someone's funnel, someone message, someone's copy, someone's ad, and launching them as my own and realizing it's not freaking working because yep. I feel like there's a disconnect. And so that's why I was like, I better learn how to write my own copy and learn how to write my own message and everything changed. Um, I'm sure you see that a lot. People not modeling, I'm all for modeling, mm -hmm. copying. Totally. Because yep. they're starting and I get it. I did the same thing. I didn't know what to do. So I just copied to try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say to someone? And I think this, the theme of this podcast is do the work, do the fundamentals, because you're mm -hmm. going to answer it with the same thing, probably. But someone who's, who's really frustrated, let's expand that with their ads are not working, some parting words, a parting gift to maybe get them on the, on the path to mm -hmm. success. Yeah, I would say, I mean, it's, I mean, kudos to you for bringing up that, you know, being vulnerable and the, like, look, that you used to, you used to do this and, you're just taking people's work and it didn't work for you, right? It's, I mean, funnel hacking gets a bad rap, but I think the benefit, what, what, what it's intended for is not what you mentioned, right? Like, all right, I'm going to steal this copy and let's do this. It's more of like, wait, how is somebody yeah. leading me to the ultimate whatever they're trying to sell, right? Like that and like looking at that and breaking that down. And then like, oh, I like this. Oh, I didn't like how they did this. And what are elements that I could use in what I'm doing and what are elements that I don't want to use? Like I, to me, that's what funnel hacking is. And so cool. if, if I think that as far as the parting word, it goes is like, understand what your customer journey is. And what I'd like to say, and you did mention like the funnel hacking part is like, start with the end goal in mind and work backwards. And so if somebody like, what's an example of somebody like what, what someone gonna, is going to be selling? For like a listener, like maybe it's a course, maybe it's a coaching session. Yeah, like let's let's do event. let's do a twelve week. Uh, they got an eight, twelve, and sixteen week um, coaching program helping uh, declutter your environment so you can get clearer uh, in life Perfect. and get more done uh, with less overwhelm. Perfect. So let's just say it's a thousand dollar course, right? Mm -hmm. So somebody coming in off of Instagram who has no idea who you are is probably not going to whip out their credit card and say, "Here's a thousand dollars," right? You have to build that relationship with them. You have to build. You have to. You have to build that rapport with them, and so we can do that a number of different ways. But let's let's like let's say okay, if my end goal is for that to happen, what needs to happen in order for them to, to purchase that? Well, they have to whip out their credit card and give me their information. Okay, I need an order form, right? This is how I look at things. I love this that. is how I simplify things. I love that. I need an I need an order form. Okay, how do I get them to the order form? Well. A number of different ways, but most people send it to like a sales page, right? Okay, cool. I need to have a sales page. Then how do I get people to the sales page? Well, maybe I'm doing a webinar. All right, cool. <laughs> they are they're either clicking from the webinar or clicking via the you know follow up emails to the to the webinar. 
okay, cool. I need some emails. I need to do a webinar. So in order for me to do a webinar, I need a webinar platform. Like, all right, I'm going to do Zoom or whatever. I need to create the slides. Okay, cool. How do I get people to the webinar? Well, I need to um, invite people. I need to get, to get people to register, right, and to show up. Oh, okay, I probably need some reminder emails to get people to show up. How do I get people to register? Oh, they have to land on my registration page and actually register. Cool. I need to. It's like, and then how do I get people to that page? Okay, ads are, are an example. I've just mapped out my entire funnel. I have. I now have it visually. Yeah. And not only that, but I now have a checklist of all the things I need to do in order to do this. Right? Do the work. I, it's going to be the yeah, title the of this episode. Do the work with yeah. Rick Mulready. Yeah, and yeah. I also, and, 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 but it all started with just the end goal, right? Yeah. Like my end goal is to sell this 12-week coaching program, for example, to declutter. Okay, cool. How do I get people to do that? Well, I want to add value and you know, work backwards from that. What do I need to have in place in order to do that? And to your point, okay, I tried a webinar, let's just say, and that didn't work. Okay, cool. Well, maybe we want to get people onto our email list first, start to build that build that relationship, and then do the webinar to get them in the program. It's just again, it goes it goes back to like, all right, we can test to see how this goes, and if it doesn't, all right, we'll test something new. But it it all comes down to understanding your target customer. What is that journey to get them to purchase whatever it is that you want to be offering them? And watch the data, Rick. I could. We. I'm sure we could talk for another eight hours, but you will literally hate me. And you're a busy guy because you've got uh, people want to find out what you do. I know you do the coaching, you do the masterminds. I I, I was yeah. checking out your Instagram. You do a lot. If people want to find you, because they want a shortcut to actually getting profitable ads and building traction and getting momentum. Yeah. Where would they find you? Uh, some of your platforms for your relationship building phase of people want to get to know you, totally. so they can land on your order form, and maybe buy something from you. Where would they go to to learn a little bit more? Yeah, I appreciate that. I would start with the podcast, so the art of paid traffic, and then we're on where all the podcasts are, iTunes and Stitcher and iHeartRadio and Spotify and all the platforms, and then also rickmulready.com is my website, and I'm at Rick Mulready on Instagram. I will have those links below, plus I will send an email later on to find your two or three top episodes of people looking for the fundamentals, so if you want to start there totally. with Rick, check those out. Rick, thank you. I, I, I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy guy. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Lucas. Thanks, man. This has been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. All right. So as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next